Ladies and gentlemen, this is your brand on drugs. I'm your host, Corey, and I'm down here today. A special, special guest. Uh, really, really looking forward to doing this one. We're in Dallas, and we're doing, uh, we have Sean Cotton here of Say Cheese, mogul owner, um, big blog, hip-hop gatekeeper, we should say. Um, I got him today. Got some seafood, doing mm -hmm. seafood boil. You know, I'm getting my hands a little dirty. Yes, sir. Checking out the seafood boil, so we're going to get right into it. I see that, like you said, some of your um, worst investments were doing a whole bunch of fix and flips at once. Yeah. What do you think your best investment would be as opposed to that? Um, I feel like my best investment was um, getting LASIK eye surgery um, because I'm always on my phone and I'm always looking um, because I'm always on my phone. Y'all editing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I'm my... my can I can I start it over? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, I feel like my best investment was uh, LASIK eye surgery because for the last like fifteen years, it's like the sidekick. You remember the sidekick? Yeah, yeah, shit yeah. they used to flip over. <laughs> yeah. I I always been on my phone like just you know just always been on my phone, so it fucked up my eye my eyesight. Mm -hmm. So when I got LASIK eye surgery, it was like I was born again. Like not even twenty twenty eyesight, but like fifteen twenty. I think that's what they say. Mm -hmm. Like it's like my life is like HD now. <laughs> so I don't have migraines no more. I can think right. It's dope. And um, yeah, LASIK eye surgery, man, health as well. So mm -hmm. you know, besides the money, and you know, people say investments. When they speak on investments, they speak on the money that they grossed. But this right here was it helped me mentally. Help, yeah, health as well. Like you said. Um, do you think you'd have as much success if you were, if you had kids or you had a relationship? Man, I look at my other friends that got kids that are like nine years old. Um, you know, they got kids that are like 12 and I'm like, damn, it would be dope to be a father and watch my kid at, cause I'm only 30. Mm -hmm. So damn, it would be dope to watch my kids in high school when I'm 35. Mm -hmm. But then again, on the flip side of that is like, would I have, like you say, would I have as much success with kids, uh, a wife that's, you know, she wants quality time and, right. you know what I'm saying? So it's a, it's a, it's a bittersweet thing. Like I would love to have a family right now and have kids, but you know, you see all the other successful people that do their thing. Um, you know, a lot of them wait. So, right. So with this era, with the hip hop artists, streaming is the biggest thing. Do you think artists um, can make as much money streaming or do you think it was more effective or more there was more credibility in actually selling physical CDs? I mean, physical always mean more because okay. people are leaving the house to get a disc from you, you know, mm -hmm. some merch from you. Um, physical would always be a bragging right, but don't get it wrong. These artists are making way more money off streams because it's unlimited. You know, you could stream a song a billion times. You could stream a song a billion times and mm -hmm. it's going to equate to more money than a $12.99, dollars CD. One time, right. So a lot of these artists are making, you know, way more money and it's all digital. And you can do this shit independently. You know what I'm right. saying? We'll Back then, you kind of needed that that distributor or label. Yeah. yeah, you or that label to... So it, it all balances out. But like we said before the interview, if you're somebody like Drake or Post Malone or anybody you may think of that's on that level, you're going to eat regardless. So. Right. What do you think some of the best regions for hip hop are right now? Um, definitely the South. The South been running shit for right. a long time. Yeah. Um, West Coast is a regional sound. 
but you could still go platinum on the West Coast alone. Um, and then the Midwest is to me the Midwest is the hardest. You know, the Midwest to me is is the is the is the grindiest. You know, you got Detroit, you got Milwaukee, you got Chicago, um, Indiana, St. Louis, St. Louis. Yeah. So you know, Kansas City. So. But I, I'm gonna always go with the South, though. The South been running shit for like 12 years, 15 years plus. So you you have those uh, controversial top artist lists, you yeah. know what I'm saying, of Detroit, or you do different cities mm-hmm. and stuff. Where did the idea for those come up come from? Just watching ESPN every day. You know, when you're on ESPN and they come up, I'm sorry, they come up with these these top five greatest all time or greatest yeah. MVP uh, voting. Who's top five? Yeah. And me, I, I'm an athletic person. I, you know, I used to play basketball, so it was kind of like, damn, like how can I? Because it's all a competition. Rap, sports, they're all the same thing. If you see some of these rappers, they want to, they want to play basketball. They want to go to the league. And then if you see some of these um, basketball players, they want to rap. Mm-hmm. So it's all the same thing. It's all a competition. And you know, I like to, you know, bring the two worlds together. Right. And you know, but. It's, a lot of people get mad at the list and they take it personal, but it's nothing serious. It's just more of awareness of who's what's going on at this city at this time. Mm-hmm. You know, like we did a Detroit list and, and, and Cash Doll, she blocked us like three years ago and she never unblocked us. Like, Dang. and she was number four in Detroit. She was top four. She, you're in the top five. Everybody feel like they should number, be number one. one. Right. It's like, like, come on, like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> so some people take it. You know, because they have so many yes men around them and they tell them like, yo, you're the GOAT, you're the GOAT, you're the GOAT. Right. And then you see a list come out and you're number four. It's humbling, but it shouldn't be. You know what I'm saying? You're top five. Right. So, what cast you, off. You see this unblocking screen. Come on. Yeah. Um, what do you see for the future of St. G's? Like in the next five years, let's say, when you um, want to take it? Just really just breaking more artists. I want to I wanna have a real empire, but I want to turn St. G's into an enterprise. Like I don't want to just sign artists. I want to do documentaries and movies and hire young black creatives. You know what I'm saying? It's bigger than music. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to link with other artists. And, you know, I was talking to Big D about this the other day. You know, I want to link with, you know, other artists who are, who have the funds and everybody put in, you know, chip in and we start investing into, you know, um, real estate or, um, tech companies and stuff like that mm-hmm. hire our own kind and then we won't need you know the people that we say we don't need these white people out here that are controlling things and these Jews but it starts with the influential people mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying a whole bunch of old black people can invest money but what's cooler than seeing somebody like you young black wearing oh, jewelry investing yeah. so you know I try to get create a relationship with these artists to where when they get to where they at we can put the money that's being made back into our communities. Yeah. But a lot of these artists, they get money, they unfollow you, they stop replying. I never take it to heart, but you know, it's bigger than rap. And this shit is like the NFL, not for long. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You may have two, three year run, and then it's somebody that may dress better than you, look better than you, mm-hmm. taller than you, they may fight better than you, and <laughs> the fans are moving on. Yeah. So that's why I try to put into these artists' head like, Yo, this shit deeper than the chain. This shit deeper than, than, than the Lambo. This shit deeper than all this shit. Like, right. you don't want to be made fun of. You see how they doing Young Jock? Yeah. You see how they doing Young yeah, Jock right now? Like Jock. Come on, <laughs> man. You can't even. And it's sad because as a rapper, 
you can't even work a job no more. You can't God. even go back to a normal life. It's McDonald's up in here. Without being, yeah, it's crazy. crazy. Like, so, what it, I see, you know, seafood is a big thing for you. Seafood boils and mm -hmm. all of that stuff. Where did your love of seafood come from? Because, you know, all my family ties are from Philly. Mm -hmm. And my dad, my grandma moved to Maryland. And, you know, Maryland's real big on that. Like, the Baltimore area, Chesapeake Bay. They um, breed some of the biggest blue crabs um, in, in, the, in the nation. And my dad, you know, when, when we would go back up to Philly and then drive out to Maryland, we used to, you know, have um, like them big summer, summer, like after church, and we used to just sit outside and eat them. And then, you know, every, ever since then, one thing led to another. You learn how to eat crawfish, you learn how to eat crab legs, then blue crab, then snow crab, then dungeon crab. And then shrimp, and then it just turns to one thing to another, and then it's not a, it don't, it, it's not a, um, the seasoning, the seasoning is not good for you, but seafood is still one of the purest foods out there, so. Yeah. The, the debate about, like, the, the New York drill and whether they were influenced by Chicago artists or who started the drill and, you know, this and this and that, what do you think about Chicago versus NY drill? I mean, we don't even compare. Mm -hmm. Like, the New, the New York, um, Drill scene is not influential for real. Like um, Chicago's drill scene was way more influential. Um, you know, a lot of people say Pop Smoke was like a star. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, he, he was, was watching in life. Yeah, he was a star, and then he brought that UK sound mm -hmm. um, over to the New York drill. But as far as the two themselves, Chicago drill and New York drill, they don't even compare. Mm -hmm. Like Chicago, we we like people used to study Chicago drill rappers like. We like it was like we like they brought us to their world. Like we knew all about who was beefing with who, and yeah. you had people at school talking about GD versus BD. You had people, white boys in the suburbs talking about they GDK and BDK. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, right. you don't see these kids; they're not as enthused. Like they're not as excited about the New York drill. You know what true, I mean? True. It's not as savage. It's not as is this. And and this is no diss to the New York drill. It's just like the Chicago drill was like refreshing. And you know this drill, the New York drill is kind of like different, but the Chicago drill is way more be like believable kind of like I don't really know how to say it, but you can't even compare it to like Chicago drill was like that shit was like it will never be another time like that like we'll mm -hmm. never see another Chief Keith true and New York drill doesn't have a Chief Keith like rest in peace to the pop smoke, but it's just like yo Chief Keith was like Chief so Keith, you don't Chief think the Keith. NY drill movement will last long. I mean, I don't know how long it will last, but they don't have that guy that people are just like going crazy about. That's just like, he's just that innovative guy. True. You know what I mean? True. That's that's changing the rap game. Chief Keith changed the rap game. Yeah. Like when Chief Keith came out, the labels were like, okay, so we don't have to spend $5,000 on a music video. video? Yeah. Yeah. All, all you need is guns and $200 and, 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 that's it? No girls? You, we don't have to hire models anymore? Chief Keith and them changed the game, the yeah, format. The Chicago, yeah. New York, you don't really get that. The game has been paved already. True, true. Would you ever do like a Say Cheese making a band? Yeah, I had this shit called Boot Camp, actually, and mm -hmm. um, where I get an Airbnb and I put um, different artists from all over the region um, in one house. Okay. And I have them record and shit like that, but 
I'm working on the situation. I'm making a go get cheesecake and stuff. Hey, man. Hey, I, hey, hey, let a nigga get smart with me. I'm going to make a go grab some crawfish somewhere. But nah, I'm on some, on some shit, though. Um, but yeah, I do some shit called boot camp. And I got a situation where I'm trying to get it to be a real, like, um, put on a network. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that, shit, that shit could come soon. And, you know, at boot camp, everything happens from fighting to... A lot of shit happens between the artists. That's you know dope. what I'm saying? So that's dope that people need to see that. So mm-hmm. I see that um your personal page has been verified on Instagram. Yeah. But, but say cheese page hasn't been. Right. Do you know kind of why that is or ideas as to why you think that is? Um, I think one of my partners told me that my page had like strikes from like pad the past and working on getting those taken down. Um I think you can't get verified. You can't get verified when you have so many strikes. Mm-hmm. And then, you know how, like, Facebook has that new, like, um, fake news thing. Like, yep, yep. so you could post, it could be real news, but if you say it wrong, they'll flag it as a fake news, fake news post. True. And we had, like, two of them. But mm-hmm. it's real news. We don't post fake news. I mean, everybody knows that. But you can say one word instead of, you can say the instead of the or anything. Especially now with COVID. You, yeah. you say COVID and a lot of shit. Exactly. Fine, so it's kind of like, you know, we, we working on getting that taken down um, to get verified. But, you know, it's a blessing to still have a, a thriving, you know, IG page with no blue check. That, that shit needs everything. Yeah. What? So what are your some of your favorite, I see you travel a lot, what are some of your favorite places to travel? New Orleans. Because um, it's like the culture. It's like a third world country. Like, have you ever been? No. Nah, yeah, been. New Orleans is like, like nowhere else, it's like it's like you're out of the country. Mm. Um, the food is good in New Orleans. The women are amazing. Like you'll see black people like us with like hazel eyes, like Creole people. Yeah. Okay. So I wow. feel like New Orleans is just you know, and I've been one of the artists out there. I'm still looking for an artist, but I feel like New Orleans has so much hidden talent. Um, and once they get in the game, it's it, it's 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 gonna be. I don't want to say like the Chicago drill scene, but it's going to be like a new flavor of, of it's like a new flavor. Young boy kind of got that. You know what I'm yeah, saying? but Baton Rouge is not New Orleans. Oh, okay. it's, a, it's a little bit, but it's not like Baton, like New Orleans is like totally different. They're more like Baton Rouge is considered the country to them. New Orleans is more like they call the city. Oh. But oh uh, yeah, New Orleans is, is dope. Seattle is dope. Um, um, Seattle was amazing. I feel like a lot of people are sleeping on Seattle in the Bay Area. I like San Francisco, Oakland. Those are dope places. I'm always in Miami. I mean, people love Miami, but that's like my second home. So so what have you seen change between music now and when you first created or started Say Cheese? Um, it's music. It's music. I mean, music videos are everything now. Back then it was, okay, I'm going to release these, these, this audio Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put it on SoundCloud. It was audio driven. Now these days are music videos. You hardly see anybody pop without a music video. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking right. about new artists. I'm not talking about like a Roddy Rich or right. like a baby or a little baby because they could release audio and people would know it. But for new artists, you have to release a music video. True. And I feel like the last person who went viral without releasing a music video was Lil Nas X. He released, uh, you know, that uh, Old Town Road and then released the video later. But for for the most part that I can really think of, maybe, I don't know, maybe I can think of something else. 
it's been mostly like, you know, video driven. True. True. Now, I see something different that you're doing that, that kind of separates you from a lot of other uh, blogs and stuff like that, like World Star. Yeah. And um, we have, uh, what's the other one? You like academics or whatever. Mm -hmm. They don't actually sign artists. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you had to kind of have uh, a deeper relationship with the artists and stuff, and you actually signing them and help pushing them to major labels, deals, and stuff like that. So can you currently say how many artists that you sign or sign in partnerships with? Um, you don't have to name them, but like just yeah, know. total probably like like thirteen. Thirteen, okay. Because there's some artists that my partners they sign that they're not signed to me, but I still help help out right. because I want to see my partners win. And then there's some artists that are exclusively with me. So I'm gonna say about twelve or thirteen. Okay. And sometimes it could be a headache. Like two may go to jail at the same time. You gotta bail them out and. This little, it's, it's stuff, you know, people, you know, working with female artists, you know, female artists, females, they're kind of like more impatient, quiet, yeah, you yeah. know, they can get a boyfriend, the boyfriend be in their ear, anything, <laughs> anything can happen. So it's a headache, you know, but I, I'm still, I still want that, um, I still need that, uh, that Drake, man. I need that Drake. Yeah, man. Yeah. Might be on to him. But yeah, when, um, so if you could start your life over today, let's say. What would you do differently and why? If I could start my life over? Yeah. Like, uh, oh, if I could start my life over, I don't think I would start my life over. Uh, so you keep everything the same? Yeah, I would keep everything the same, man. I feel like, you know, life is great right now. And, you know, um, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. I don't think I would start it over, though. I think if I could go back and change things, you know, I would have done things a little differently as far as like just little things though. Nothing just really just major, but like, um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't change. I wouldn't really like change anything major. Okay. Now see, you, you guys always have to post and make, um, you know, just let people know like, this is not us. This is a scam. This is not us. And this yeah. is a scam. Why do you think artists fall for that or people fall for that? And it's so prevalent that scam these days. With man, I don't know, man. Like, um, and it's crazy because like you got the email in the bio and people will still be like going to something else and get a money to somebody else. I guess when people just see Say Cheese coming at or just the name Say Cheese in their email, like on some like, you know, people bite for it. I don't know. And I'm like, I don't understand like why would y'all would even think that is me like I do you feel them, bad for artists that, that get scammed and i do feel bad because i'll be like yo like what are you doing like you're supposed to double check like if i'm contacting you like like i would never dm nobody if i dm you and genuinely want to work with you i wouldn't try to like you know chart like i don't know that's just weird like <laughs> i don't i don't know i don't but I, I do feel bad for him. And, but sometimes it's like tiring to where it's like, you know, like, all right, if you fall for that shit, that's on you. But true. True. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> how do you decide which artist to post on your on your site for free? You know what I'm saying? And, and whether it's pain. It may be like a viral thing where like the shit's going crazy. Like it's just undeniable. Like, yo, this dude, he's undeniable. Or she's undeniable. Or it's a viral moment. Um, I post a lot of people for like we post a lot of people for free, um, but it it just has to be like I look at the blog like it's uh 
a reality TV show. Because do if you're gonna do good ratings on the show, we're gonna post you. But if you're not, if you put if we're putting you on say cheese and you're not getting that reaction, why would we keep doing it? True. You know, the True. the blogs ran off of comments and uh feedback and engagement. You know, if you're not bringing that engagement, then you're hurting the blog because that could go to somebody else who needs it. True. So I just go about that like, is this gonna react? Like good or bad? Like, is it gonna react? Is it gonna go viral? Are people gonna love you, hate you? Mm-hmm. Engagement. And I feel like if you're gonna bring engagement to say cheese, I'm gonna fuck with you all day for free. I'll never like it's people that pay and then they do so good on say cheese, and I'm like, nah, you good, bro. You you making us look lit right now. You yeah, know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about uh, artists having OnlyFans? You think that's like taboo for like a, a male artist? Some artists it may hurt them, but some it may help. You know, um, everybody has their own journey. Um, but you know, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know about that shit. Crazy. <laughs> it is wild. You know that shit dripping, right? Oh, yeah, that shit wild. But um, so, what do you think about? These kids, um, like with these TikTok challenges and stuff like that, kind of being influencers where labels are actually paying them to do challenges for their artists so that the song could go viral, help the song, push the numbers. Mm. A lot of people hate TikTok right now, mm-hmm. but it's the number one thing right now to break like songs and artists and, and challenges and stuff like that. Um, I don't look at it no different. I feel like you're supposed to attack any anything that is working but everything comes to an end, you know? People are gonna find out like, oh, okay, that's what you do. And then once it's not the niche no more, you're gonna move on to, things are gonna go back to being organic. But for now, people are, if it's working, why not Why not could penetrate that, that lane, you know? True. But um, I'm not gonna lie. I feel like if, if I had an artist with a trending song and, you know, well, a few of my artists broke off TikTok, I'm not gonna lie. But if I thought a song was a hit, and I had the the budget to break it through TikTok. I, I'm not gonna say that I wouldn't put money behind it, but then you do have the the hip hop connoisseurs who are like looking at it as like corny. So it just depends on who you ask. If you're looking at it from a business perspective, it works. But if you're a fan of hip hop, you're not gonna really like it because it's kind of like watering down like real hip hop. A lot of these sure. records are becoming like real like gimmicky, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you, uh, what do you think about cancel culture? Do you think that you don't worry about it? There's no such thing as cancel (laughs) culture, period. And as much as some people need to be canceled, it's just, we're such moment people. Mm -hmm. Like when, when every time a rapper dies from, from overdosing on pills, you see all these rappers come out and they get on Instagram and they say, I'm done doing drugs. I'm done doing pills. I'm done sipping lean. And then two weeks later, what are they doing? They're back, They're back doing it. Yeah. Everybody are people for the moment. Like three weeks ago, people were so pro-black. And then now you see some of them pro-black. I, I've seen some people who were Black Lives Matter threatening, weeks later, threatening to kill another one of their own kind. And yeah. it's just kind of like people are so in the moment. You feel what I'm saying? Like. I feel like people fall into the moment too much. And mm-hmm. that's why cancel culture would never work because um, people, you know, we're selfish people and we only entertain things that benefit our our psyche at the moment. Right. So, And that's interesting that you said that because it kind of ties into the next thing that I wanted to touch on mm-hmm. uh, 
the Gucci man thing. Uh, I saw you have a, a live um, and you were talking about, you know, you had some issues with Gucci man. So mm -hmm. what, what kind of what that was, was about or what, you know, you want to touch on that? Um, for one, I'm a, I'm a huge Gucci fan. So when I saw it, I was like, I was confused. Like, damn, we're a broke, bro like blog label. Then that was the old Gucci that kind of thing. Yeah, that was the old Gucci. <laughs> but it, we have mutual friends. So, you know, my business partner is, you know, they have a relationship. So the only reason I can think that, because we never post anything like bad about him and his artists. Like, right, right. so I'm like, damn, I, I've never stepped on your toes. I don't owe you anything. Mm -hmm. I never made you a promise. It may be something that I have that you want. So I go back in the archives and I remember him reaching out to mutual friends about an artist that is signed to, to us. So that's really could be the only thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've never did nothing to you. Like, and then it's just kind of like, it's just kind of like fucked up. Like what I said, like all, all these white bloggers out here that are, that are eating off the culture, but you come for another black man. That's crazy to me. Yeah. I'm not bothering you. We we post your artists. We keep them relevant on the blogs. Mm -hmm. You know, people can say what they want to. Ah, fuck say cheese. But when we post artists, a lot of times, two, three hundred thousand, four hundred thousand on the Instagram. So people can't say that. Ah, I don't know. But anyways, <laughs> it's just crazy how, I don't know. That's, that's I don't see these same artists come at you know, the, the, these white blogs, it's, yeah. we, we continue to, to, to hurt each other. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I, I've, I've never done nothing to Gucci. I've never even did no, like, even no funny type, like name dropping, like, right, right, right. to even get him in that element. That shit's crazy. So I, I was, I was in the car like a couple of weeks ago. I kind of had an epiphany, right? I was listening to G Herbo, mm -hmm. right? So I like G Herbo. And when he was rapping in one of his songs, it kind of reminded me of another artist. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I think this artist may be influenced by him. May not be on purpose, but I, I, I hear a little bit of that in there. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to think, want to know what you thought about this. But I, I listened to Splurge, and sometimes I'm like, I see the similarities in G Herbo's mm -hmm. flow and his cadence in, in, in Splurge. Right. With the whole kind of like rapping, kind of like people say offbeat, but it's not like offbeat, but. I think there are a few artists who rap off beat. You got Blueface, you got G Herbo. Sometimes he raps faster than the beat or slower. Right. Um, and then you got people like Kubrick, Pablo Wine. They say he does the same thing. Gunu, Q the Fool, Splurge. I feel like they, they all kind of like, they all kind of have that like, um, no melody, like off, like it's off beat. But I don't think, no, nah, I don't think Splurge, he's inspired by or in, or has any influence or G Herbo has an influence on Splurge. I just think that they're just offbeat. But I feel like the DMV, the, D, the DMV area, um, Gunu, Cutiful, because the DMV had their own offbeat like flow for a little bit. But Splurge did that same flow with the no melody beat. So Splurge was the first one to rap offbeat with no melody, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So that's what kind of like puts Spurge in his own way, 
But you are right. They all rap off beat and you could kind of throw them all in the same pot. But yeah. So during these challenging times, right now we haven't had sports for, you know, some months now. And right. the NBA is debating on whether they're coming back or not. They decided to come back and play in a bubble, but certain um, players are opting out to play and stuff like that. Do you agree with players opting out to play or do you think we need that right now? Oh yeah, we need that, man. We need that. I ain't going I and this is not even me being selfish. I feel like, you know, even with the Black Lives Matter situation, I feel like a lot of, and like I said before, a lot of people are out of mind, out of sight, out of mind people. So when we start seeing these LeBron Jameses and the Greek freaks, they're warming up wearing those can't breathe shirts and mm -hmm. stuff like that. When we're seeing them on TV and we're seeing them it kind of like makes their their protests and, and them pushing for what we're fighting for um, a little bit more, not relevant, but it's just more like, you know, we see them, you know how it is. So right, right. I feel like we need it. I feel like racism isn't going to stop whether if they play or not. Like we've been, we've been getting fucked over for hundreds of years. True. It's not going to stop because NBA is back. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, people got mouths to feed. These NBA players getting paid, they gotta get paid. You know what true, I'm saying? It's a true. business. Like the bills don't stop. You know, mm. we all know that. Mm. Um, and then the entertainment, a lot of people are going crazy at home. They need this yeah, entertainment. You know, movies, like they they we need something, like so. Yeah. And I think the protest, the protesting so far, because we're still fighting, I feel like what we did so far is good. We're gonna keep fighting, and um, you know. Yeah, the NBA, we need that. We need that for sure. Go Sixers. <laughs> so I'm gonna throw you a curveball. Uh, there's this artist out here. Um, and he's kind of, I think he's kind of buzzing right now. Yeah. And uh, I kind of like his music and stuff like that. Uh -huh. I've been checking him out. I want to know what you thought about his name is uh, I think BFB the Pac-Man. What yeah. do you think about him? He's oh, that's my guy. Uh, we um, he be mentioning me in his songs and shit, but he's actually a good dude. I like him because he's very, you know, I met a lot of like. Rappers, the 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 uh, the traditional male rapper, um, you know, that's more had a look, had the look, yeah. that are so insecure about themselves. Right. But this guy, he he looks so funny looking, but he he's so he's one of the most confident rappers that I've ever encountered with. And I'm like, wow, this dude doesn't care. He dances. He don't put guns in his videos. He's from he's from Flint, Michigan, so you know he's he come from that life. And I'm not talking about the savage life per se, but I'm talking about the the struggle. The struggle. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and then he can rap. I like I like Pac-Man, man, and, and he's gonna go places uh, because he's so different and he's open about working a nine to five. And he he hides nothing. He holds nothing back. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when you hold nothing back, you can't get exposed. True. When you're when you're when you are when you are a um, when you're an open book, there's nothing nobody can say about you because you're going to laugh at that. And that's why 6ix9ine won a year ago. Not now. I mean, he's a rat now. <laughs> um, and he's winning statistically, but I'm talking about as a character. Right. A year ago, people like the 6ix9ines and shit won because they were an open book. You know what I mean? Right. Now, comes to find out a lot of the shit 6ix9ine said was flawed. But when you're an open book and people and you let people know like man, this is this is this is it. This is me. Either you gonna love me or hate me. Yeah, you is. can't lose. True. But a lot of these rappers come out here and they have so many insecurities and they they don't want people to know the real them. And 
it don't last. You get exposed. Mm-hmm. Shit starts to come out about you. True. And you know, you're not, you're canceled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I do this segment. It's called My Favorites, where I go over a list of, of topics and things and, and ask what are your favorite in that um, subject. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you mine. So the, what would you say favorite sport? Basketball. Basketball. Why, why would you say that? Um, basketball is one of them things to where it's so it's just like shit I'm good at it and then for two um, it's just one of them things where you kind of like you can use your personality to like take over a game or like to use as your your advantage Mm -hmm. football is cool but football is like you need 10 other people to be on the same page as you because it's 11 people on the field or on your team Um, but basketball is one of them things to where as though you can it's a team sport but you can take over. You can you could take over. You yeah. could take over. You can contribute. And basketball also transitions to real life too. Like, you know, okay. and you you learn things. Um you remember the ba- the baseball uh, movie Hardball? Yeah. It's like like sports as a whole, you can transition over to to real life situations. But basketball is one of them things for sure. Yeah. I would say NBA for me too. Um it's simple yeah. to, to keep up with, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, um, yeah, the culture is, is very influential. Yeah. And then, like, I just could never get with yin and tights grabbing on each other. And right, right, right. That whole aspect of football to me was just never like, yeah. how can it be a manly sport and you got all that kind of shit going right. on? Right. So what would be your favorite car purchase? The, the Lambo. But um, I'm not going to lie. I had this 91 Camaro. Um, I had two of them, matter of fact. Mm-hmm. I had a nine. No. Damn, well, yeah, it was a 91, and I had a 90, it was a 92, I think, but I had two of them, and one of them broke down on me in Houston, and another one, I tried to get it fixed by this guy, and, but them, them were, those cars mean the most to me, because those were my, like, coming up cars, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, so, mm-hmm. yeah. I had a 92 Regal, two-door, mm-hmm. I love that car, man, and, that was like my dope boy car. Yeah. Had rims on the teams. Okay. And yeah, the Regals, like that. man. The Regals, that's like what's that. up. Um, what would you be one of your favorite that you remember viral moments or favorite like memes? Um, Like viral moments? Like as far as like just anything? Yeah, like in entertainment or whatever. Man, that shit happens every day. It's I know, but it's, it's I, I got one that stick out to me. The Birdman Breakfast Club. Ooh. The All three of y'all. That shit is yeah, like the Birdman shit classic. is crazy. Um, <laughs> it's so many of them. I have to go back and think. But um, I, I remember remember the Soldier Boy shit that happened when uh, he was telling a story in the interview. Yeah, that shit was hella funny. <laughs> yeah, that shit was that, funny. Yeah, um, yeah. That yeah. favorite rap hip hop beef. Favorite rap hip hop beef. Um, I'm I'm probably say 50 Cent and Cameron. Okay. People probably don't even remember that one. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna also say Chief Keith and Lil J. That was during the drill movement. Okay. And then I'm gonna go back and say I'm gonna go say man, uh, so damn. That's a good one. Yeah. <clears throat> that's a good one for real. Maybe uh. Oh no! Then what about you? <sighs> Let me see. I like the Nicki and Cardi joint. 
They yeah. actually confronted each other and was throwing shit at each other. The I think Nikki she threw a shoe at her or some shit at, at like a, a, a fashion show. Yeah, the Nikki and Cardi shit was hard. Yeah, that that was crazy. That yeah, that was one of my favorite. The Nikki ones. and Cardi shit was hard. Cause they kind of was in denial about it. Like, mm, yeah, 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 first, yeah, like, for nah, sure. No, nah, I didn't. Cause Nikki didn't want to look like a hater, and then Cardi, you know, she, Cardi tried her best to ignore her though. She right. cut her some slack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Remy and Nikki was crazy. Yeah, yeah, that shit was cool cause, too. Cause Remy had a hard ass diss track. Yeah, she shouldn't have came with the second joint though. Nah, she, she shouldn't have came with the second joint. All that, all. If she would have had just left it alone with that one joint, she probably be on another level right now as far as rap, but. That shit kind of like brought her down to like to, to reality. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying? I got Sean Cotton. You know what I'm saying? Brain on drugs. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate everything. You know what I'm saying? And oh, yeah. This is a nice one, man. And we out of here. Appreciate it. Yep.